Good morning. All right, good morning. Amen, amen. All right. It's a beautiful morning. What a beautiful morning. Awesome time of worship. Thank you, worship team. I came to start something this morning. <laughs> I came... I came to start something this morning, so we're going to pray together in a minute, but I spent a lot of time preparing and uh, asking the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide and to bring to remembrance what I need to do today, what God has called me to do. So if you just came to hear a, a motivational speech or if you just came to be entertained, have fun, but if you're ready for a challenge, then I came ready to start something, amen? You came to the right place. But listen, 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 if I need the Holy Spirit to preach, you need the Holy Spirit to listen. Amen? So let's pray that that way. Amen? Father, we just thank you, God. We come before you right now, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that your, that your word uh, help us to encounter you in your word, God. May we encounter you in your word, God. Right now, Lord God, uh, settle it in our hearts that we want to hear from you. Settle it in our hearts that we want to be connected to you. Settle it in our hearts, God, that we want change from you today, God. Father, we wrestle with you this morning and we say we won't let go until you bless us. If, is, does anybody have that today? We won't let go until you bless me. Amen? Amen? All right, are we good? We all right? No good? Go? All right. So what if I told you that there were two me's? <laughs> this crew right here, I don't know. What if I told you that there's the me that, that God called and the me that God loves and the me that God paid the price for? The, that, that me didn't deserve that. That me couldn't buy that. That me couldn't get it any other way. That, that you is, he, is the one that Jesus came for. That me is the one that Christ came for. Romans 5.8, it says, God shows his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So there's that me that was born this way. How many of you know we're all born with a bent towards selfishness? Oh, just me? We're all bent with a, 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 towards greed and, and we're all, we all have a bent towards deceit and toward uh, self-preservation. When it, when it comes down to it, we lie, we cheat, we're jealous. Anybody? I'm in the wrong building, I guess. You guys are super Christians. I'll go preach to some heathen someplace. We all lie, we cheat, we steal. We, we, it, when, when we're left right down to it, it's about us at the end of the day. Amen? Anybody? And then, and then what happens, we get a little, religious in, a little religion in us and we become self-righteous and we become judgmental and now we look down at everybody because nobody's as good and holy as we are. See, we're just born that way. Somebody say amen. 
Five, uh, Romans 5.12 says, Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because we all sinned. We're born that way. That's not an excuse to live a sinful life. That just means we need to get born again. Amen. I think that's why that's why the world that's why the world says we need to be born again because we we like to sit and say, "Well, I'm born this way, so I can live this way." God, you made me this way, so I can live this way. So there's that me that that that's a that's bent on wickedness. <coughs> on wickedness there's there's that me and the good news is that God so loved that me that he sent his son God so loved that me that that one with the bent toward wickedness he so loved but then but then there's the other me there's the me that God is calling me to be there's the me that God is has 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 um has has put in my heart to become somebody say amen there's the me that, that God is calling you to walk into, the, the, the me, the you that God is calling you to step into. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed, the new has come. Before you clap and get excited, some of you might not have met the new you yet. Because you think that that scripture alone was going to change it. Oh, can, can we get, okay? Listen, there are miles and roads and experiences and literally years between that you and that you. You can be, uh, uh, this side of heaven, you'll always be a work in progress. Personally, I can tell you I'm still in process. Over 25 years serving God. Over 25 years walking with the spirit of the living God inside of me. And I'm still a work in progress. He's not done. I haven't stepped fully into what God has for me. Too often I allow that me to still make decisions. I'm not that me anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ. Somebody say amen. But sometimes I act like him. And so I come to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. And I know I'm not condemned because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And I repent daily because I know 1 John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to forgive my sins. But I don't want to be that me. That's not the me that I want to be. That should be on the t-shirt. Nobody would understand it but us. For many people, you're fine with being that you. Because after all, that's the you that God loves. That's the you that God came for. That's the you that God paid the price for. And, and, and you don't think you have to do anything else. You can keep living any way we want. And listen, I'm not here to debate who's getting into heaven and who's not. I'm not heaven's doorman. God's grace is way deeper and bigger than I can ever even get grasp. So I'm not here to tell anybody where you're going. I can tell you, the one thing I can tell you with certainty that I'm not afraid to tell you is that the word says there's one door. 
Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but through me. Amen? So, so I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to soft sell. I, I, I'm not scared to tell you there's one way. What I do know is for me, when I'm that me, I'm, I'm not walking in God's fullness. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? When I'm not, when I'm not that me, when I'm, when I'm that me, there's no rivers of living water flowing out of my life. When I'm that me, God's not talking to me in dreams. I'm not experiencing the power of God in my everyday when I'm that me. When I'm that me, I don't read the word for revelation. I, mean, I read it maybe for requirement. When I'm that me, I don't pray for power and demonstration. I pray for self and preservation. Can I be real with you this morning? <laughs> I'm not able to see God's hand at, at work in my life. I, I see it like everyone else around me sees it. I don't have insight. I don't walk in favor. I just hope to be lucky. When I'm that me. There's a difference between that me and this me. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen, if you're content with who you are and, and where you are and you want to stay that me, then God bless you. Go back to sleep. Snuggle up next to the person you're with and go back to sleep. Or go back on the Instagram and the Facebook and tell them pastor says hi. As for me in my house. I have a desire, I have a hungering, I have a passion to move forward. And there's something about my character, the way God made me. When I move forward, I like bringing people with me. Maybe, maybe that's the only one thing that qualifies me as a pastor. There's no other qualification. But when I move forward, I like to bring people with me. Amen? See, you can actually set up and plan churches that are designed for that me. Watch this. And it's great because people will come and experience the love of God and hopefully receive His love and His mercy and be saved. And, and, and that's a good thing. That's what a church is there for, right? But I think we're called for more than that. I, I, I want to raise pastors and leaders. I want a, a church full of ministers and ambassadors. I want, I want, I'm teaching you, I've been teaching you. Listen, my, my goal and what I've been doing for the last couple of years, I've been teaching you to understand your faith. To be able to defend it, to understand where it came from, how it was formed, how, where we got this, where. I want to teach you to be apologists, teach you to understand, because I know that if I just talked you into something with some good preaching, there's an internet theologian somewhere that'll talk you out of it. But if you know that you know that you're standing on something solid, nobody can shake you. Come on. So I want to challenge you as I'm challenged to be the me that God called you to be this morning. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Most of our churches and our ministries are set up to facilitate and replicate a lazy church. For too long, we set things up as a spectator event. This whole thing right here is set up like a spectator event. You came to watch something. 
You get, you, you, you come to church, you get led in worship, you get prayed for, you get ministered to, it's all done for you. This past Wednesday, we flipped the format of our Wednesday night prayer, and it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It was challenging. It might have felt awkward to some because instead of watching somebody pray for you and just agreeing, we spent time corporately praying. And so we had pockets of, of time where the prayers had to come from you. And you should have seen your faces. We said, we're going to pray for five minutes for this. People are like, oh my God, five minutes? <laughs> what am I going to say for five minutes? <laughs> And, 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 it was, and, and it was awkward. I know it was awkward because it's easier when somebody else is up here saying, and, and God will not let you. And you could go, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Even if you don't agree, if he said it well, you say, amen, amen. <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> but when we say, okay, stop, nobody's on stage, you pray. Oh, oh, but I'm not eloquent, Lord. Oh, but I don't have the, the proper vocabulary to come before the throne of heaven and, and to, to display my... But no, no, no. God, God said, keep it simple, stupid. Just, just, just come. Do you know like the, 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 oldest, the oldest, wisest elder can't pray better than you? So we, this, this past Wednesday, and that's going to be the format from now on. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm pushing you. I'm, I'm getting you, I'm kicking you out of your chairs. I'm, I'm pushing you from the comfort zone. We need to, it's time to grow up, church, amen? amen. And so some, some are uncomfortable with the quiet time because the church has always been so good at filling up the quiet time. We don't want nobody uncomfortable. We'll sing, we'll pray, we'll dance, we'll minister, we're clowns. We're putting on a show. So that you would not be bored, so that you would be entertained, so that you would not leave to find another place. That's not this church. Amen. That's not this church. Amen. We'll sing, we'll pray, we'll do it because that's what we're called to do. But listen, that's all beautiful. There has to be an aspect of that and we should do that. But where do we draw the line? Where's the cutoff? When do we stop filling baby bottles for grown men? See, when, when you're breastfeeding the 12-year-old, that becomes something totally different. When should you be required to bring something? When are you held accountable? When do you study? When do you pray? When do you step out? When do you stop visiting the church? If there's one thing the tree that fell on our building and shut us down for five months, if there's one thing that tree taught us is that the church is not a building. There has to come a point in your spiritual life when you stop coming to church and you start being the church. It's time we all start, started walking this thing out Sunday to Sunday. Amen? Not just Sunday. See, see there's, all the radio stations now, they have a gospel hour, right? The, 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 the worst, the worldliest radio stay all have a gospel hour on Sunday now. And so for an hour, you can listen to something Christian or, or something positive. 
And then after that time, from this time to this time, on a Sunday, they play the, the, the Christian stuff, the positive stuff. When that hour is over, they go back to playing the same secular garbage that they were playing the rest of the whole week. And a lot of Christians are like that. We have a gospel hour. We come to church Sunday from 11 to, to whatever. In Spanish, from 2 to whatever. <laughs> and we only do that when it doesn't interfere with, with uh, a party or a birthday or a parade or a, or a beach day or a picnic that we got invited to. When it doesn't interfere with anything, we got a gospel hour on Sunday. Where we can come and, and, and hear the gospel or in many churches something positive. Shots fired. <laughs> and, then, and then we go back to the same secular lifestyles for the rest of the week. And then we wonder why there's no power. We wonder why there's no anointing. We wonder why there's no answer to prayers. We wonder why we're sin sick. We wonder why there's no healing of our sin sickness. We wonder why we're not experiencing signs and wonders. Why things are not changing around us. Why we're not seeing the things that people in other countries see or that people in the past saw. We wonder why our kids are bored in church. And instead of actually connecting and growing and working and serving, we change churches like we switched the channel on the radio for variety. Because I'm in the mood for something different. Preach it, kid. We change churches like we, like, because we want a different playlist. Ay, ay, ay. Family, if church is boring, if it's not alive, then you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I'm, I, I stopped trying to make it good for you. You're doing it wrong. You can blame me and go to Harvest Field and blame Mitch and go to, go to um, uh, Life Fellowship and blame Ray and then go back to Parma and blame Pastor Mike and then come back here and, and blame him. and blame. You can go. Have fun. We all love you. We all accept you. You're welcome. But we're not your playlist. I'm starting a new series today. <laughs> They're like, you're not done? <laughs> i just been setting it up. I wanted to set it up. Uh, amen? So the new series is called Supernatural. Supernatural by definition means departing what is usual and normal so as to transcend the laws of nature. Listen, I'm not going to try to be mystical or super spiritual. I'm not going to give you the heebie-jeebies and go, Supernatural. Watch the speaker move. If that really moves, some of y'all will run out right now. Some of y'all like, Harvest, man, Pastor Mitch, the levitating speakers. No, no, this is not going to be a series like that, of nonsense. This is like serious. I'm, it's going to be, if you want to talk about spirits and demons and all, you go watch it on the CW. They're up to like season five, Supernatural. My intent is not to mystify. My intent is to clarify. Amen? 
I want to empower the church. I want to see the supernatural become a natural part of our lives. See, the, the supernatural should be supernatural to us. So let me just kind of set it off and leave you with something to think about for the rest of the week. And then, you know, we, we, we talked about in the last message, what's next? Uh, if you didn't get that, get that. Look on the podcast and, and listen to that. What's next? Toward the end of the Gospels, <coughs> Jesus was getting the apostles ready for something. Right? And he says, those that follow him, they're going to receive a deposit. In, in the book of Acts, they had to wait for it. And, and when they were in one accord, they received it. And there's, there's nothing more supernatural and super powerful and super amazing than having the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. No, come on, you got to get this. You got to get this. The, the disciples had to wait for it. We, we get it the moment we believe. Ephesians 1.13, it says, it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Tell somebody, I'm sealed. I'm sealed. That's a good word. Sealed means nothing else can get in. Come on. That's a whole nother message. I'm sealed means I'm waterproof, I'm whirlproof, I'm, I'm, I'm defeat-proof, I'm, I'm, come on. The word says we're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the place. So listen, God has us on a lay. How many know layaway? How many of you guys know that? This is my old school heads. How many of you know that? Layaway. Lay away. You go and you, I want that mueble, I want that furniture, right? And so I'm going to give you $5 this week. And you're going to give me a ticket. That's my guarantee of my inheritance. Mm. God put us on layaway. He purchased us full price and left us with the deposit. He gave you your own ticket. So we have the Spirit of God dwelling in us. And I, I think that's something so underemphasized and something that we've made so familiar in a bad way. In a bad way. We're different from any, any other organized type of religion. Do you understand that? This is not a religious in any way. Every religion you can name basically says that me has to try to become something. That me has to behave better. That me has to do more good things than bad things to gain favor, to have balance. That me has to get things right again and again and again. And the more good that that me does, the better chance you have at some kind of peace. If not in this life, then in the next life. And, and if that me, there's no guarantee, but if that me tries really, really hard, then he might might find a higher enlightenment. That's Islam, that's Buddhism, that's, that's every religion. Even the New Age stuff. Every religion, if you try hard enough, and if you transcend, and if you get woke, then you can have this higher awakening, this higher power, if you can do it. The, the scripture teaches that God so loved that me that he paid the price for the good that I couldn't do. Do you, do you get that? He paid the price for the good that I couldn't do and then he even put a deposit in us so that we have a guarantee of the inheritance that he has for me. 
The scripture gives us names for this Holy Spirit, for this deposit. He says he's the author of scripture, 2 Peter and 2 and Timothy. He's the author of scripture is living in me. The word, the author of the word is in me. He's the counselor, the comforter, and the advocate. That means he counsels us, he, he comforts us, and he fights for us. Isaiah 11, John 14. He's the convictor of sin and a guide. That means when you're doing wrong, he lets you know you're doing wrong. You feel it. How many of you know that feeling? And then he's a guy, so he doesn't just make you feel guilty and condemn. He guides you out from under it. John 16. He's the indweller. He, there's nothing closer than God saying, I'm living inside. There's nothing closer than being inside. That's an intimate, personal connection with God that you and I have as believers. Why are we not tripping on that? He's an intercessor. God, Romans 8 says that he intercedes for those he indwells. So he's in me, correcting me, teaching me, guiding me, and at the same time, behind my back, he's praying for me. I... He's the spirit of truth and a revealer of truth. And he's a teacher, John 14, 1 Corinthians 2. That means he, Jesus said he would teach us all things and bring to remembrance all things. See, when the early believers received the spirit of God, they, they, they walked in it. It was natural to them. Those, those believers before we read about in the, in the gospels, they were always punks. They were always scared. Every minute they were cowering. Every minute something happened, they, they booked, they ran. Even toward the end, many of them were not even at the crucifixion. They ran, they scattered. Can you imagine like, like Peter and, <coughs> and, and all the things that God called them? Imagine you're holding bread and God says, go and feed everybody with the one chicken nugget that I give you. Go and feed everybody. And you go and feed everybody. And then he says, now go collect the leftovers. And you collect 12 baskets. You got, Come on, God, that was a chicken nugget, man. That was two fish sticks. I fed 5,000 people and I still got some. And even after that, even after experiencing the power, they would tell people to get up that had no legs, and the legs would appear. They would appear, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, speak to spirits, and they'd come out. I mean, they experienced that, and they were still punks. Still punks. We read every story. They're, they're scared. They're in a storm. They're in a boat with Jesus. This is after he fed the 5,000. This is after he delivered demons, after he did all that. They're in a boat, and the boat starts getting stormy, and it starts rocking. But they're with Jesus. I don't care that he's sleeping. I'm with Jesus, though. He's here. He's in my boat. He's not going to let himself drown. But they woke him up, and they're scared. Jesus, don't you scared? Don't you worried we're going to drown? He says, why are you guys so scared? When are you guys going to get it? Sun comes out, the storms. Somebody just need that in your life. The storm, the clouds go away, the sun comes out. Oh, I feel like God's blowing that storm out of your life right now. Somebody, somebody needs to receive that. That's me. Say, that's me, God. I'm starting to see clearer right now. I'm starting to, the clouds are clearing. I'm starting to feel the heat of the sun right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
But these same guys, when they received, when they saw the resurrected Jesus, when they received the Holy Spirit, they ain't scared no more. All of a sudden, they're men. All of a sudden, the, 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 they're, they're men and women of God. All of a sudden, they're men of courage. All of a sudden, they're, they're getting beat up. And, and they're told, listen, you better stop preaching or I'm going to beat you again. And they say, okay. And they come out and they start preaching again. Bloody, black, I'm black and blue, broken, whatever. And they're bleeding. And still, I can't stop preaching about this God. They get locked up. They go to jail. They get thrown in prisons. And, and, and what's their attitude? Oh, I guess God wants a prison ministry. Amen. And they get t-shirts printed in prison. And they start a prison ministry. So the warden gets saved. The warden's family gets saved. This one, they, they were so scared of him at this point, they shackled guards to him to sleep with him. Because the last couple of prisons that they put him in, the, the ground shook and the doors opened and they escaped. And so they said, that's not going to happen again. We're going to shackle him to soldiers. And so Paul said, oh, wow, this is great. Okay, I guess you want to have personal ministry. I guess you guys needed one-to-one -one ministry. So hold on, I'm going to deal with him. I'm going to get back to you in a minute. We got all night. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you can't leave. So you might hear the same message again, but I'm coming back. I'll give it to you in Spanish, 2 o'clock. All right. And so, and so they just, they're so empowered by the Spirit of God. It's amazing. It's the Spirit of God dwelling in them. Listen, we, we need this. We need this. It's time we make the supernatural natural in our lives. My God, what would worship be like here? Do you think the two houses of prayer on either side of us are there for a reason? Praying four times a day to a dead God, to a dead place, facing a dead no life. Have to pass us every time, three times a day. What do you, what do you think we're here? What would happen if the supernatural came out of this building? What would happen if the Spirit of God, if every time now we walked out of here and passed that house and passed that house, that place would shake? But no, we just want to be entertained on Sunday. We just want to visit. And if pastor's not good, I'll go to another place. And we have a weak church. And it's even our fault. Like we create ministries to create, to copy lazy, to have a lazy church. But it's time we... See, only, only, in, the, only in the church do we make the supernatural strange. Some of you are like enamored by the music industry. And in the music industry works more supernaturally than we do. Beyonce... <laughs> Uh-oh... Bring it. Beyonce has, says that a spirit takes over her when she performs. She names it Sasha Fierce, and she says Sasha lets her do things that she would never do. That me. <laughs> Little Nikki, she, she channels a, a, a homosexual spirit named Roman. Oh, man, we're getting crazy right now. Who she says he was born. These are her interviews that I'm, I'm reading. I research this. I read it. I don't preach what I hear. I, I, read, I read, okay? These are their own. And she tries to get him to leave, but, he, but, but she says that he won't leave because he has a purpose to accomplish. 
And we wonder why Nikki's always fighting with everybody. There's a spirit of anger in her that has a name. And it goes on and on. Those are not the only two crazy people. There's Santana, there's Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Prince, Eminem, Kanye. You see them all losing their minds eventually. Yeah, some of y'all better check your playlists. You see them all losing their minds at one point or another. Why? Because the spirit that's indwelling them is using them. It doesn't care about them. I'm going to let you in on a little something. The enemy's a counterfeiter. He tries to copy what God does, but he can't be everywhere and everyone at the same time because he's not God. He's a roach. So, so anybody that opens themselves up to that, he sends a counterfeit spirit. The scripture tells us about angels that were divided and they were fallen angels. There's demonic spirit. I know we're getting supernatural now. Sorry. But the, the enemy to those that open themselves up, he sends them a counterfeit spirit. And God's, God's people receive the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Acts 1.8 says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. The counterfeit to that says you will receive power in the form of fame and position and possessions to be my witnesses. But the counterfeiter is not a comforter. The counterfeiter is not a counselor. The counterfeiter is not an intercessor. It's not a revealer of truth. It's not an indweller. It's more of a possession. That's why they say they black out when they perform. None of us, if, if anybody tells you in church when the Holy Spirit hits you, you black out, that's the wrong spirit. That's not what the word says. Leave that church. Get out from under the ministry. Because that's not the, the Holy Spirit. That's not how the Holy Spirit works. This, that's a possession full on. It's time for the church to make the supernatural natural again. Somebody say amen. amen. One, one quick story from the scriptures. Book of Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas are walking. They're ministering. And there's this crazy lady possessed. And she's calling out. Oh, these men are servants of the most high God. They'll lead you to, to salvation. And Paul says... All right. That sounds all right. But she follows them everywhere they go. And she keeps on. These guys are servants of the most high God. And, and, and there's a lot of theological debate about maybe what she was saying wasn't correct or maybe whatever. But the point is, here, here's the point though. Here's what I want you to see. At one point it says Paul got annoyed that this woman is following her around. Calling out these words. And so he turns to her and he casts the spirit out of her. He said, come out of her, you foul spirit. Bam, and the woman is delivered. But now the woman can't tell fortunes anymore. Because she told fortunes through the spirit of divination that was in her. See, side note, those of you that like the medium shows and the fortune teller shows, that's a familiar spirit. That's a counterfeit spirit. And, and, and just for your own safety, you can't cast out what you enjoy. So don't call us to your house on that one. We can't cast out what we have fun with. Worship team, you guys can come. Come on. Church, we need to walk in this thing. If, 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 if a counterfeit spirit could... could 
<coughs> could do, if a counterfeit spirit could do what it does in the music industry, imagine the Holy Spirit. Imagine the Holy Spirit. I would imagine that if, that if a counterfeit could do that much, imagine, I imagine one of you in here could say to the spirit inside you right now and say, listen, I want to I wanna play guitar. And you go to Guitar Center and you start playing like Santana. No, no, he's demonic. You start playing like Jason. No lessons, no class. I'm, you know, I'm not belittling your skill. I'm saying the Holy Spirit could do that. If we start to walk in the supernatural. Amen? If, we, if, if Listen, we need, I, I remember times in my life when people, when, when, some, you know, when, you're, when you're not that me and you're walking in this me and you're connected with the Spirit of God and you, and you feel that connection with God anywhere you go. I, I've, I've experienced things where I step into a train and, 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 and things chill out in the train. Because I bring the peace. I've been in places where people in a room get upset. And they don't know me. It's not because, oh, that's the pastor. No, they don't know who I am. They get upset. There's something in me that's making them upset. There's something in me that's causing them to lose their peace. They lose their, their they're getting tormented because I'm in the room. It's not me. It's the spirit of God that's in me. Listen, there's been times, there's been times at my job where the people, they, they don't know, they, to them, I'm, I'm the IT guy. I'm just the IT guy to the stars. I'm the EVIP guy, right? So to, to them, a lot of them, you know, the ones that I'm not, that, that I don't work right with, they don't know I'm a pastor or whatever. And, and there's times where they'll come to me and just all of a sudden start pouring out their lives. They don't know me, but they start crying. And then they catch themselves, what am I doing? Why am I crying to the IT guy? This is weird. I'm sorry, George. And they leave. But it's the spirit of the comforter in me. It's the spirit of the counselor in me. It's the spirit of the intercessor. There's an indwelling church. Can we tap into that? Can we, can we harness that? Can we, it's not for you to control, but can you release yourself? We can't sing all these I surrender songs. I surrender without understanding what you're surrendering to. I remember hearing about a, a Spanish evangelist. This guy kind of rocked my world. I eventually met him. I read his book. He used to have these big tent crusades in, in, uh, in South America. And, and thousands of people would gather to hear this man preach, right? And he would start every tent crusade. Thousands of people there. And now he, he's, he's praying in the spirit. He comes to the microphone. And he'll just lean into the microphone and he'll say, Come out. And hundreds and hundreds of people start to manifest. The spirits start, they start to get delivered from foul spirits. They start, he, he, he said, let me just deal with, now I can preach the word. He said, I wasn't going to preach to people that are filled with demons and carrying and, and oppressed and possessed. I needed to, to that to be free and he would do that every time. He would just come on and say, come on. When the Spirit of God, which Jesus promised us and is inside us, we, we, we have access to depart from what's usual and what's normal so as to appear and transcend the laws of nature. Listen, in this series, we're going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit, what they are, how to walk in them. Amen? And listen, if you're, if you're tired of letting that me make your decisions, then I, I challenge you, don't miss a week of this series. And more importantly... 
even now start to realize the beauty that's in you. And, and you can talk yourself out of this. I don't deserve that. God's not in me. The word says if you believed. If you heard the gospel, the gospel is simple. God died for the ungodly. And he rose again. And on the cross, he took your sins and paid the price for your sins. He did the good that you could not do. So that you can walk and be the good that he called you to be. And so if you believe that, the word says that you're immediately indwelled with the Holy Spirit. I was talking to my wife the other day. We were talking about this Holy Spirit thing because I'm trying to work this out in my head, you know, and how, how we're going to teach on this. And, and I told her, it's like if I'm driving and I'm trying to eat a bagel and I'm trying to text Mark to let him know I'm going to be late. And I'm driving. And my wife is sitting right there doing nothing but willing to help. But I'm trying to text, eat a bagel, hold my coffee, and not crash the car. But my wife is sitting right there willing to help. And all I have to say is, honey, can you please text Mark? Honey, can you please hold my coffee? Honey, can you please help me with this? And, and, and the Holy Spirit is right there with us, willing to help. But the Holy Spirit won't grab the bagel out your hand. The Holy Spirit won't grab the, grab the bagel. And you say, well, God, how can God allow so many horrible things? Because, well, we're not, we're not connected to Him. We didn't ask for help. And so just leave today with that little thing. If I'm in the car, God, Holy Spirit, would you help me with this? Holy Spirit, would you help me with this? And, and you can say, but God, but God I, I have doubts. I don't even know if this works. I don't even know this, this. Then, then, just, then, then just test them. You talk to yourself all the time anyway. <laughs> so at least now direct it towards something. And see if it's there. I challenge you this week. See if he's there. Let's pray. Let's pray. Come on. Let's worship. Let's worship. If you need to make a commitment, if you need to do something, I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to put hands on you. You, you, it's, it's grow time. Amen. Put the baby bottle down. Put it away. Get up out of your seat. Let's come to the front. Worship. Make a commitment. Do whatever you got to do to stop being that me. If you want to stay that guy, then God bless you. Pastor Mitchell, tell me when you go over there. We love you. Come on, let's stand, let's stand, church, let's stand.